Welcome to this special edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. It is Memorial Day, so first and foremost, we want to thank all those Gold Star families out there. There's something special about Gold Star families, especially on a day like today, when we need to remember those who never came home, wore the uniform, and were there for this country. So having said that, before everybody gets all teary-eyed and they want to listen to the markets, we're going to bring P.J. Conrad in. He is with Trados, and, and thank you so much for participating in this special Memorial Day uh, episode of, of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Volatility, I think, has been the key word we saw in this last week's market trade. Most definitely, uh, Susan, I echo your thoughts on Memorial Day and uh, the volatility in the markets has obviously been the we knew it could happen. The limit moves. You know, last Tuesday we had a limit down move. Uh, Wednesday we obviously went down and touched some lows, and then Thursday we had a limit up move. So, welcome to uh, summer 2021, and I think we're in for a lot more where that came from uh, as we move into this uh, weather-driven, demand-driven markets in the month of June and early July. So, you know, with no markets today, obviously. Um, just trying to look at some bigger picture things. And I think one thing everyone's going to look at is, say, weather, um, some good rains across the Corn Belt and into Dakotas across the, over the weekend. Um, it, the Dakotas, though, if you look at a drought map, are still very dry, so one rain's not going to fix them. And I think there's definitely portions of Iowa that could say the same as well. What's that all mean, though, you know, moving forward, because we are going to have some beautiful weather this coming week. Uh, with, you know, I know in central Nebraska we're calling for some almost 90-degree weather on the weekend, and after the rains we had, this corn crop is going to be looking fantastic. And so where does that all come in at, I guess, as far as uh, what's that do to the markets when we get off of that good a start? you got to think it's going to pressure them, and, and we still have more chances of rain, but at what point will that forecast flip and, say, be drier? I don't know. And at what point does China uh, can stop their buying? They seem to have a uh, unsatisfiable demand as of late. And that's been obviously was driving this uh, commodity market currently. You know, who would have ever thought uh, looking back to to Friday, normally when we get that uh, three day holiday weekend moving in, folks are ready to check out right after the bell opens. And we definitely saw a market that continued to trade throughout the day, which is something unusual for a holiday weekend. It really is. You know, we traded a 20-cent range almost in the overnights on Thursday night, and then we come in on Friday morning, and, and you saw it down at first, rallied back, and then stepped back a little bit again. And so as we move into the weekend, yeah, typically uh, it's a quiet day, kind of risk off, but we're not in a quiet year, so maybe we got some people deciding they don't, they don't want to take their holiday weekend, or they looked at the forecast and said, I'd rather be sitting at my desk than I would be at the at my lake house or wherever they're going if, if that's what they got going on. It's been a cold weekend and not very fun, but all things considered, we're, we're going to have some very interesting markets, and we have some technical levels as we move forward. But the one thing I will say is we can talk technicals, and you know, we need to hold, say, Deese Corn at you know, 537. Uh, if we can stay above that 551-type mark, it should give way to higher prices. Um, that being said, though, these weather-driven rallies, which we're going to start getting, there's a new weather forecast you know, every 12 hours at least. And so this market at some point doesn't care about technicals as much because we're completely focused on the 
growing season and what's going to come at us. And there is some hints of maybe a hotter, drier last half of June. And, you know, frankly, the first half of June, it'd be nice to have that warmer weather as we've been lacking some sunlight. I don't think I've had seen this many cloudy days in a row in quite some time, but as that heat returns, what's that do? I mean, and I really think uh, the Dakotas are the, the area that if you're going to pinpoint today and say what's going to give us a rally or what's going to kill this crop, it's North Dakota and South Dakota because they're dry already and uh, it looks like they're going to miss out on some substantial rain. Yeah. We'll see the weather's more ever-changing than uh, the markets are, honestly. Well, and you, know, you talk about that, and, and on Friday as well, there was talk of snow in Wisconsin, frost in Minnesota and North Dakota, and it's one of those kind of just strange weather type of springs that we've had. It has. I mean, you really can track it back to March, into March when we had what felt like uh, May weather in March, and then April turned out to not be that nice. You know, May gave us a couple of nice weeks and, and really, a, a, by and large, nice May. But I tell you what, here in the eastern part of the state, if you didn't get your crop planted early, um, you haven't had a whole lot of opportunities because we've caught some some sort of rain about every other day, it seems like. Or if not, it's at least been gloomy and misty and, and just overall not nice weather. And so, like you said, the frost... As we on Friday when they were talking the frost, you know how widespread and how how much is that going to affect the corn that's out of the ground? I mean, I think that's everyone's concern. Um, obviously, we're going to catch some nicer weather, but not a great time. Not very often are we talking about Memorial Day weekend having a frost. Definitely not. Uh, before we head to break, real quick, uh, what are your thoughts on? I know its numbers aren't in yet, but folks are getting back to normal. So you would think the ethanol margins might see some solid in this coming week as we see driving picking up and, and the official start to the summer. Uh, most definitely. I think you look at ethanol margins, from my understanding, some of the best margins they've had from five years plus. Uh, we got some high gas prices, which nobody loves filling up at the pump at those. But you know what they do love? They love the fact, if you're an American farmer, you love the fact that ethanol is strong. And so... Really, as we roll into, from an old crop standpoint, especially, we roll into the next, you know, two to three months here, there's going to be a, a tug of war between the, the livestock producer who has to have feed and the ethanol market that it financially makes sense to have it, and then also the export market, which has a lot of old crop food. Well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up on this holiday special basis. That's next on the Fontenelle Final Bell. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Of course, this is a Memorial Day special. And PJ Conrad is joining us with Trade Offs. And we left talking about uh, the basis. What are we going to see out there? We're now into the, or about ready to go into the month of June. How are we going to be sitting basis wise? Start off with corn. You know, corn wise, we've really taken uh, oh anywhere from a 10 to 20 cent hit here in the last, I'd say, 10 days for sure. Um, you know, a lot of that's due to the rail market has taken a big step back. And so anytime that rail takes a step back, you're going to see commercials start selling these ethanol plants at some good values, which took a lot of pressure off them. <clears throat> and even with ethanol margins being good, they're still obviously wanting the best basis they can get. And I think you really got to look at, too, we got an 80-cent inverse into the September. So 
any if you're even if you're a farmer and a commercial you're sitting there saying do i want to take even though on that roll that basis will appreciate or, or make some of that up but they're going to take some of that so say if we're trading 20 over today uh the july board you should be uh, by the book say a dollar over the september and it's probably going to end up being more like 50 or 60 over they're going to take uh, 30 cents on it 20 cents on it and see what it actually takes to get corn bought then and then it's going to come to futures or basis to do the work uh looking back you know other years where we've been short cropped and had similar demand situations where you know all three demand factors like we talked about are are humming right now obviously the cattlemen wouldn't just assume not have to buy uh, seven dollar corn but that's the nature of the beast there and he can't shut that off overnight so the summer of 13 uh you know, at one point we, we traded a dollar 90 over and one day it went from a dollar 90 to 70 and then we traded back to a dollar 20 over so i guess my my whole point in that is if you are going to carry a portion of your old crop if you have some into july august september first half of september you got to be willing to a see the swings but have a have a price target or a basis target in mind and be willing to pull the trigger because when it goes it's going to go fast but there's going to inevitably there will be opportunities because there is still the demand factor out there but it's going to be just as volatile as these futures so kind of keep your head on a swivel there as we flip over to the soybean side of things that really saw a pretty substantial pullback here about two weeks ago uh, same song and dance though we're going to have a lot of volatility in that basis you know crush margins are good and honestly our new crops going to like start coming off here in late august uh we'll start getting some of those southern guys to get some stuff off and hopefully that will at least alleviate the pressure but while we're on the topic of basis that does bring up a good point um anytime we're trying to bit bridge the old and new in these tight years it typically lends itself to a some very early harvest premiums that are super advantageous to the farmer and also a stronger basis on the new crop. So if you're looking at selling something, you know, I, I really recommend either, you know, just stopping the futures price and leaving your basis more open-ended because you're going to have opportunities on the new crop side of things that we haven't seen for quite a while. You know, already you're seeing central Nebraska beans trade right in that 50 to 60 under type number. Uh, you know, in my history or memory, uh, we have seen that get as good as 35 in some of these tight years now are we going to get there i don't know and, and in all honesty 50 or 60 is a very good number so you got to diversify your risk and use some cash sales to average out the best basis so i like to do everything in increments so that's where my mind's at and, and corn wise the same way but if you're if you're a gambling man i think the the overall tone would be a firmer basis for harvest delivery with an opportunity to lock that in sometime in the next couple months here well, having said that, as we get ready to start the month of June tomorrow, what are some keys, PJ, that you're going to be looking at for the month of June that maybe we need to keep our, our thoughts in place? You know, June 10th, we have the next supply and demand report. Typically, that's not a market mover. Um, this year, you don't know. Could they change some demand? Sure. Uh, it's very, very rare they change yield. They did in 20, I believe 2019, they did change yield, only to revise it again down the road. So, USDA is usually slow to the party to change things, and uh, I don't look for that to change, I guess. So it's still going to affect the markets and weigh on it. Obviously, the June 30th report of planted acreage is a, a huge deal. I think everybody is in the camp of there's more acres planted out there than USDA said in March. Uh, the question is how many more acres. 
And honestly, weather. Uh, weather is going to be the number one driver of where we go from here and where the drought's at and where we get rains and where we don't because every bushel matters this year. So my recommendation and what I've been doing with a lot of my clients is either buying uh, buying some puts that get us out to the end of July, get through pollination, and see if this thing wants to run or if we're going to be short cropped. But at least we have a floor on things if it decides it wants to retrace to that 450 level. So the, be smart and don't get uh, don't let greed take over your marketing plan. Stick to your plan and stay risk managed throughout the month of June for sure. Some great advice. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Uh, you can find us on any social media platform at Tradeoffs LLC or give us a call at 402-858-7529. That's a special edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss. They're not suitable to all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.